Property Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Stella. And we're both real estate brokers here to cover various topics and questions that you may have about real estate. Uh, all right, Stella, well, do you want to go first with the Rose and Thorn today? Yeah, sure. I guess it's been a while since I've seen you last. Um, so I just got back from Cabo. So that was a nice vacation. Was only there for five days. So I kind of wish I say longer, but the weather was really good the entire time, like 85 degrees. So that was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, so the, the thorn is, well, I'm back to regular life, but that kind of blows, but, um, I'm also traveling for work in a few days, so that's kind of like this weird transition to where I have to depack my Cabo stuff, my swimsuits away, and then put all my work stuff in my suitcase and get all the sand out of my bag. There's so much sand everywhere, so I would say, um, that's my thorn. How about you, Josh? Nice. Um, yeah, so I guess my, my rose for this week, uh, this uh, kind of nightmare transaction condo that I've mentioned a few few Saga. episodes. Uh, it finally closed, so everybody's happy. Congrats. It all worked out. Yeah, thank you. Um, and my thorn for this week is probably, um, I have a client that I wrote a contingent offer for on a townhouse. And so what that means is um, they, they have a house that they own that they're living in, and they, they made this offer to purchase the other house contingent on them selling their current house, which they haven't even they haven't listed it yet. So in this market, like a lot of a lot of sellers don't uh, wouldn't be very receptive to that. And so since they like haven't even listed it yet, uh, even though we made a full price offer on a townhouse that's been on the market for a while, they turned it down because they um, they're nervous about like going into contract this close to the holidays and then potentially having the deal fall apart and have it come back on the market like right during thanksgiving because mm-hmm. it like probably won't sell right at that time of year um so that was my thorn um but we'll find him something else soon um nice. but yeah so this week um kind of build building off my rose since that condo transaction finally closed i thought we could talk a little bit about um selling uh selling a condo for all you condo owners out there um yeah that's mm-hmm. yeah this is a good one because i really want to sell my i keep saying this in every episode like i really want to sell my condo in king county so nice. also if there's any buyers out there that want my condo <laughs> let me know um yeah i guess like my first question i have for you is um like what should i be looking for um like how to set up my condo for selling like any any pointers yeah. So I think, um, you know, preparing to sell your condo, you would want to do a lot of the same things that you would want to do for selling any any property. Um, you know, make sure that it's clean. If you can do any easy renovations that are going to be worthwhile on the sale price, do that, of course. Um, you know, sometimes if a condo is really small, like a studio or something, I don't necessarily recommend staging, but if it's got a couple bedrooms, it might be useful to get some staging in there. Mm-hmm. Um, staging usually helps with the sale price and the time um, that something stays on the market. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would do all those things. But um, a, a big thing is you want to be aware of the, um, like, the dynamics, the situation that's going on with your HOA because that's what all the buyers are going to be concerned about. 
um, which is what makes, you know, selling a condo different from selling, like, a single-family home. Uh-huh. So, we can touch on a couple of those issues. Um, for those of you guys that maybe haven't bought or sold a condo before, uh, what makes it different is every condo, because there's um, kind of uh, jointly owned areas or, like, common areas, um, everybody that lives in the condominium complex pays into what's called an HOA, the Homeowners Association. Uh, and the, that fund is designed to cover any expenses that come up. So like if the roof needs to be replaced or maybe there's like a plumbing leak somewhere mm-hmm. in the building, that's nobody's, it's not any specific unit. So then that fund that everybody's paying into goes to pay that. And a lot of times these funds can be, they can either be managed by the residents, mm-hmm. by like an elected board or a third-party management company and so you see like vastly different uh levels of competency uh with the the management of these buildings Mm -hmm. so like sometimes they have really sufficient funds reserve funds is what they call them Um, but other times they might be like running on the bare minimum and like any major major uh like work that needs to be done would just completely drain the fund and they would need to take out like a huge loan or something mm-hmm. or do a special assessment yeah so have i mean have you like ran into anything like that with like your searching for condos or buyers that you've had like weird stuff i feel like up? i mean i think when we went to go look for stuff you know that one the one condo down south where there was like a huge special assessment i think that's a really good example of you know, like a, a condo might may look really good when the first time you look at it, but once you start going through the papers and start digging down, like you're gonna start seeing some weird stuff. So, I guess be a little wary if you're like an investor and you like maybe you're one of those people that don't like looking at places before you invest. Um, you know, don't trust everything with your eye because you know those condos are really nice. Like they staged them and they were like so beautiful, but you know, once you start digging a little bit, <laughs> you were like, whoa! Like these special assessments are insane. So um yeah i don't know yeah no that's a great example so like a that a complex like that i think they had like two or three hundred units there mm-hmm. and so when you go and look at their their resale certificate um which i'll, I'll kind of go over what all is in a resale certificate in a second but if you see their balance sheet and maybe they have 200 grand in reserve funds like okay that seems like a lot of money right but for 300 units like if they need to do like replace the siding on every unit Mm -hmm. in that complex that's gonna be like a five hundred thousand dollar expense at least yeah so that means that on top of what those everyone living there is paying for their hoa monthly because they don't have the money to cover that expense they everyone gets this special assessment which means usually you have an option you can pay it all at once it might be like 30 grand a unit i've seen it all the way you know as much as like one hundred and fifty thousand per unit um but what what happens more often is you have like a payment plan so basically the hoa will take out a loan on behalf of everybody and then everybody can like pay monthly so then you have like an additional monthly expense on top of what your hoa dues already were Uh uh-huh um Going back to the reserves, kind of what do you have a rule of thumb of like how much money should be in there? Yeah, so it really depends. It depends on how many units there are in the building. 
um, what all has, you know, how old the building is. If it's brand new, I, hopefully that there's not going to be any major expenses in the near future, but that's not always true. Uh-huh. Um, or, you know, it might be an older building, but w- if they just did, like, you know, renovated everything, mm-hmm. then they probably drain their reserve funds. Um, there are some rules of thumb of, like, what you would want to look look at on a per unit like maybe you want like 30 grand per unit in the reserves um but yeah it it really is going to depend on the building Mm -hmm. and you know how many units there are and how big it is um yeah so i mean i think it would be worthwhile also to talk about like as a buyer what the process looks like um Mm -hmm. how you can like keep an eye out for these types of things um usually people don't look into the the reserve study or the um the resale certificate until after you're in contract to buy Mm -hmm. a place right so it's like part of the due diligence process um but you can so like one of the search fields in the mls says uh it asks if there's a special assessment so you can at least see yes or no if this building has something that they they couldn't pay for Uh um that's gonna and that cost is almost always passed on to the buyer Uh Sometimes the seller will pay it, like, out of the proceeds of their sale. Yeah. But I feel like maybe, I don't know, I'm just guessing out of my butt, but, like, a quarter of condo sales are on sale because the owner can't pay or does not want to pay the special assessment. Yeah. No, I think yeah. that's probably accurate. There's a lot. Like, I, whenever I have a client that's looking to buy condos, I'm, that's, like, the first thing I look at every time they tell me there's a listing they yep. want to see. I'm checking if there's a special assessment. Definitely same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, like once you're in contract to buy, then the seller will typically order the resale certificate because they they created a, a new one for each unit because um, they, they want to like give you the specific details for that unit at that point in time. Right. And then um, the reason they usually wait to order it is because like if they order it right when they list, it might expire yeah. in like six months. Maybe the condo is still listed at that point. And it's, it's like usually like $400 or something to order that yeah. resale certificate. Right. So then you have like a window of time to review the resale certificate and like negotiate or back out if you want, if there's something in there that you don't want to see. Um, but there's lots of different issues that can come up. Like the special assessment is just one of them. You know, as I mentioned briefly in a previous episode, like the condo deal that I just closed um, there was no special assessment. Like a lot of things that most condo buyers would be looking for were there in this condo. Like you can have pets, you can rent out the units, mm-hmm. um, no special assessment, you know, they're relatively cheap. So like, those are all great things. But then because, um, because like one person owned more than 30% of the units in the building, it meant that like basically no lenders could make a, a, a conventional loan or an FHA loan or a VA loan on this building. So that like severely limited the pool buyers. And so that that's something that like you definitely want to know as a seller, like going into it. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I guess another question for you. So this may or may not happen in my building, but I'm just gonna, gonna ask. Um, so there was a leak um, in my, well, it may or may not have happened. <laughs> I don't want to deter any buyers in my <laughs> beautiful condo in King County, but uh, um, so if a building has a leak or like had one, are you obligated as a seller to tell your agent or tell a potential buyer that that has happened in the building in the past? So, um, that's kind of dependent. I think 
So as a seller, you always have to fill out the seller's disclosure, which is like a statewide thing that every seller has to do. But that has to do with your specific unit, Mm -hmm. I believe. Okay. And then um, anything that's going on with the HOA and the building in general, that would be up to the buyer to find out in the resale certificate. Okay. And I think um, we should just mention a couple of things that are in resale certificates just so everybody knows. Um, So, like, these include things like the board minutes. So, like, usually the boards, they'll meet, like, every three months or something and have somebody record what the conversations are about there. So, a lot of times that's where you can find out, like, what's actually going on in the building, what the issues are, Uh that type of stuff. Um, They always have the financials, so they'll have, like, a balance sheet you know, profit and loss, like that, you know, that type of stuff. Um, so you can find out, that's where you would see, like, what the reserve funds are, you know, how much they have coming in every month, um, what major expenses they have coming in. And then there's, like, the, uh, you know, the bylaws and the rules and regulations, which a lot of people would care about because that's going to tell you, you know, can you have pets? Can you have short-term rentals? Can you have long-term rentals? You know, what... Can you replace the floor? Can, like, what can you do to the building? Mm-hmm. All that type of stuff that you might want to know isn't there. Um, and then there's a bunch of other stuff. Uh, a big one that not every building has is a reserve study. Mm-hmm. And so that's when they hire, like, a third-party professional company right. to come in. And, like, it's basically, like, a really thorough inspection and then, like, a financial analysis of the HOAs like finances Mm -hmm. they'll say like okay these are probably they they price out like what the repairs are that are probably coming up or like needed now and then look at the financial health of the building and say like you know this one's in good shape this one is in a a lot of trouble should you be wary if a condo you're looking at does not have one of these studies so i think most buildings would want to do it like every year or every two years Mm -hmm. Um, some smaller buildings, like if it's just like six unit or something, mm-hmm. they might not get it done very often. Um, but if you have like a bigger building, it should have one pretty like, consistent, like once a year, once every two years. Okay. So I, I would be wary if you, you don't have any re- recent reserves. Okay. Yeah. Um, those are, you know, there's, there's some other documents that you'll find in a resale certificate. These things can be like 200 pages long sometimes. But those are, like, the main things that you would want to, like, review, mm-hmm. um, which all of that is, like, unique to condos. You don't get any of that stuff with a single-family home. Right. So you can see why it's a little bit more complex. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer because it's also, like, the entry-level, usually, purchase, like, uh-huh. real estate purchase. But it's, like, way harder than, like, a single-family home. Yeah, there's more paperwork involved. So find you an agent that knows about condos. Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah. not every agent is, like, very versed in this stuff. So yeah. it's it's, like worthwhile to find someone who has some experience with it um yeah there I, one other like just uh, something that you might come up that might come up that i experienced recently um it's actually i have a buyer that's looking for like a luxury condo downtown nice and uh he was looking at the insignia which is like a 2016 built building um and we found out that there is like a pending lawsuit with the the HOA is actually suing the developers of the building because they're finding out like the pool leaked. They have this pool and oh, it's like no. leaking apparently. Oh, no. And I guess there's like some other stuff. There's not a ton of details. Like I read 
they have like a brief about like what are the main points that they're suing for. I think like the windows weren't installed correctly or something. Oh. But basically, yeah, it's it's a brand new building and all this stuff is going wrong. And so they obviously don't have the funds to like cover all of that and it yeah. shouldn't be broken to begin with. So they're like suing the developers and it's a pending lawsuit. And as a buyer, like that raises obviously some red flags. Um, like you don't know if maybe they lose the lawsuit and then the the build like the condo owners have to pay for all of that that's probably going to be a special assessment yeah um and even if they don't like because there's a pending lawsuit um like a lot of lenders won't won't give you a mortgage for that building because that's like a red flag to them there's uncertainty about like what the value of the unit actually is Uh uh-huh so there, so you're saying um, you went to go see a unit in the building. So there's people trying to sell right now in that building. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're trying to get out. It's surprisingly oh. like not uh, not everybody, mm-hmm. um, but I think it is definitely lowering the prices for the people that are selling. The the those condos are like priced below what they would be. Yeah. If that wasn't there. Oh, that's such a bummer for those guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. Every building is kind of unique. There's a lot of different situations that you should be aware of mm-hmm. as a seller and a buyer for a condo. Um, so, yeah, just going back to that, like having a good agent. Yeah, definitely. Walk you through that. Yep. Yeah, was there anything else you wanted to talk about in terms of condos? <gasps> I don't think so. I mean, that covered most of my questions. So, yeah, I guess I'll let you know if I have anything else. Cool. Yeah, and as always, if you guys, listeners, have questions um, about any of that content that we touched on there i know that was a lot um just shoot us a message let us know we'd be happy to elaborate more and then um if anybody's ever looking to buy or sell you know we're both available you can find our contact info in the bio so don't hesitate to reach out Mm -hmm. thanks guys thank you